answer early when treatment works best. You might be thinking, oh no, not that test. But here's the thing, you have options. There's more than one screening test. Talk to your doctor to find the one that's right for you. No more excuses. If you're over 50, get tested. Because colorectal cancer screening really does save lives. A message from HHS and CDC's Screen for Life campaign. Louisiana broadcasters are looking for the best of the best, announcing the 2022 LAB Broadcast Scholarship Program. Two $2,000 scholarships are available to Louisiana broadcasting students to help enhance or put the finishing touches on an education and career in broadcast. Stop by this station, call 1-800-364-7260 or go to www.broadcasters.org. Deadline for entry is January 28, 2022. The Louisiana Association of Broadcasters Scholarship Program. Good for you, good for us, great for Louisiana. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, Joe. Thanks to Daniel there as we talk a little Pelicans basketball. We go down in Houston last night. Jackson Hayes and Trey Murphy going to get some work in over at the G League. Saints getting ready to take on the Jets on Sunday. And, well, they're not playing well. And a lot of people are wondering if the Jets have any self-respect, including their linebacker, C.J. Mosley. Wins and losses happen in this game. You know, that's part of it. But um, at the end of the day, um, it's, it's all about respect. And right now, you know, teams are not respecting us. And, you know, that's well that's well deserved, whether, you know, it's by uh, uh, self-inflicted wounds or, you know, about uh, the history of the Jets. So there you go. Of course, that is the next opponent for you, New Orleans Saints. Ryan Clark. If a team is disrespecting you, if a team is speaking to you a certain way, your team should have the opportunity or your team should say, okay, you know what? This game gives me an opportunity to rectify all that. Mm. That's the way I look at it. If right. somebody says somebody's disrespecting me, if you're laughing at me, if you think we quit, if you think we don't give effort, the film and the game gives me an opportunity to show you that you're full of crap. Right. And if you're going to disrespect my team, if you're going to disrespect my coach, the only way you can do that is if I allow you to. If my play preceding says I shouldn't be respected or at the current moment I'm not making you respect me, and the New York Jets are doing nothing to fix that. Hmm. So that's uh, one aspect of it there. That's to how that's going. Also, yesterday, a couple of other different uh, games stood out over in Baltimore. They score, chance to tie, go for two. They don't get it. They lose by one. Lamar Jackson. Oh, man. Um, I, you know, I was cool with it. I, I really didn't. When I looked at the score, I see it was 19-20. Uh, like, yeah, um, perfect play call, you know. We're going to get this. We're going to make it happen. Just came up short. Yep, came up a little short on that aspect of it. And I was surprised by the Chargers-Bengals game. Joe Burrow, nasty-looking dislocation of a pinky finger there. And Burrow touched on the injury there. And I dislocated it on that first series. The sack fumble. Uh, so it was just something I had to play through. That's what football is. you got to play through some injuries sometimes. You saw him on the sideline trying to throw the football and grimacing in pain. I wonder if you've ever dislocated a finger. Big Fay 504, Mr. Marlon Favorite. Have you ever had a finger injury? I'm thankful, Gus. I had my right pinky. I dislocated the top of it. Come to find out it was a little slight break. Didn't require any surgery. So I was able to leave from inside the trenches where all the way sat with just a slight pinky injury mm-hmm. on my right hand. Not even my <laughs> lucky left, the one I write with. Not that one. Okay. So, so you never had that injury. Okay, that's good. Well, that's good. I'm glad that that's happened then. Or I may mean, not happen, <laughs> rather. <laughs> um, Marlon, how are you, man? I'm pretty good, man. Uh, enjoyed the weekend for the most part. Uh, got out on the city. I don't usually get out to get on the East Bank much, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But I went out, got to take my son out. Uh, yeah, so I enjoyed my weekend for the most part, you know. 
Okay. Um, one of the things that I wanted to touch on, sir, is obviously LSU and the hiring. We chatted last week a couple times about the hire and everything since then. Um, before that, though, I know it's something that we're going to touch on on some of the staff members staying and some of the staff members going. And when you get to one in particular, you want to get into in terms of the new interim coach, at least for the bowl game. But Tommy Moffitt, Mickey Joseph not being on the staff, what, what do you think of that? Those were, uh, I mean, personally knowing Mickey, he, he was just really trying to see how this whole thing was going to play out. And, uh, you know, I hadn't talked to him since prior to the hire. Uh, and then, you know, obviously with Coach Brian coming in, Mickey and his agent probably thought it was best to take the Nebraska route out there with Coach Frost. Um, the Moffitt one was a bit shocking. Um, mm-hmm. To be completely transparent and honest, I didn't like it at all. Um, and, and, and rightfully so, some people may call it me being biased. Some folks may say, hey, you know, they're, they're just ready to turn to a new chapter. But for me, for a, a new coach coming into a um, untreaded water, you know, somewhere he's not been before, that's a staple, you know, that, that leaves the organization. I mean, you look at Coach Moffitt, I mean, I know the players, like 126 players in the NFL, some silly like 51 draft, fifty-one first-round draft picks. I mean, and, you know, just when the announcement was made, all the former players, including myself, guys like Brandon Taylor, uh, Blake Ferguson, you know, just really speaking there, pouring their heart out about Coach Moffitt. Mm-hmm. I wasn't happy about that at all. And not to mention – you know, you look at Alabama, Coach Cochran, and across the NFL and NCAA, all the strength and conditioning coaches that came from under his tutelage and now seeing success on the next level. So it was a bit disheartened, and uh, to be quite honest, which I just didn't really like the move at all. You know, and I think a lot of the things that really stood out to me was the reaction by people like you, Marlon, and former players coming out and saying, I know T-Bob and – and others just, I mean, literally saying it's that he was their favorite coach. Now, 21 years is a long time. And we had um, Brody Miller of The Athletic on. And he said that you know, covering the team this year that even Tommy maybe kind of thought that this might be the year. And that there was a sense that this just could be it. Could it just have been time, regardless of whether or not you think uh, a new coach was the, the person that made that decision? I think um, that that part I can't speak intelligently on. I sure. don't know if it was um, Coach Scott. I mean, Scott Woodward, or was it Coach Kelly? I don't know who made the decision, but typically this is this is equivalent to. And thank God he he retired before all of this fell apart. This is equivalent to letting go of Coach Sam Nader, someone who's been a part of the program for forty five years. You know, thank God that didn't happen. But that's just certain people you just don't really, you don't ruffle the feathers on. Now, I did hear the couple articles that it was the injuries. And, nah, you you can't, if anything, you, you, you would look towards, and I wouldn't look towards these people anyway, but the medical staff for things like that. But, you know, Moffitt did. I can personally speak to someone who has been in his weight program for five years and Doing conquer sports pros now, still using a lot of his his methods, and it's being successful. So it's it's a lot. I mean, that's a big test piece to move off the board, off rip. I mean, this is a guy that was close to retiring. You know, that this is someone you you, you pull in a room and you say, hey, we do want to bring in someone young and vibrant, but we don't want to disrespect you. So could we make sure. you a senior? You know, so I, I think that that's my viewing point with that guy. Marlon, I know you wanted to touch on the interim head coach for the LSU Tigers. It's going to be Brad Davis. I know a lot of people were wondering if if um, Brian Kelly was going to coach the bowl game. It looks obviously like it's not. It's going to be Brad Davis. And he said this over the weekend. It's an honor. I mean, it, it, it speaks to, in my opinion, the university itself. Uh, you know, being, being from South Louisiana, I mean, you, you can talk about, you know, historically how things have been here, but yet I think it shows the progress that this, uh, that the state of Louisiana and the university itself has made. You think, you think about President Tate, uh, you think about me in this role, uh, it, it speaks to LSU being extremely progressive, uh, and, and that's something that I'm awfully uh, proud of. Um, 
I hope to in this role represent LSU uh, in a great light, uh, but also represent all, all, all young African-American coaches out there who are looking for this very opportunity. Um, it, it is a big deal. Uh, you know, I want to go out there and, and, and coach this team to success. I want to win this game. Uh, and more importantly, I think when I look back, I want to be proud of what I did in this role to, to not only help the young men in our program, uh, but, but help aspiring coaches, uh, you know, kids in North Baton Rouge who ride the transfer bus and, 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 and you know, may not see a way out. I, I was one of those kids and I'm here right now uh, and, and I tell you what with, with uh, you know utilizing the resources around you and you know having a praying mama you, you can be up here too it's easy you know what I mean so I got those things luckily. Marlon coach says that's a big deal for him it's a big deal for you isn't it? Hello somebody he can hello somebody for that one I love how he wrapped up you know a praying mother that the type of you know relationships I have I, I really enjoy hearing that despite everything that's going on, good and bad at LSU. Um, and, and let me echo this. Brian Kelly was a great hire. I'm glad we have him on board. I look forward to meeting him. So I don't want to echo what I said earlier to affect that. But, but for Coach Br- uh, Brad Davis <clears throat> to say what he said, and it means so much, Gus, what we have went through here in America the last two years in the – American people speaking up and saying, hey, you know what? It is time for change. And you take a deep south university like LSU, you know, that's Alabama, that's Ole Miss, and it's this traditional south that we're used to hearing and seeing. Um, and, and for LSU, within two years, to hire their first black president and, and, and Mr. Tate, and I met him several times, great brother, and then making your interim head coach, even though it's a very, very short stint, and Brad Davis, this is being LSU ever hiring a head coach as an African-American, speaks about how forward the university is trying to take things and really set an example and a president to other schools to really let go of that old, you know, train of thought by not having minority hires. So although we didn't go long-term minority hire, that did say a lot about bringing Coach Keller, excuse me, Coach um Brad let him be an interim head coach for the bowl game. That's what I was going to say. It's not a very long time. I mean, they do play till to, to January 4th, but that is, you know, giving them that opportunity to do that audition, obviously, and, and more importantly, I guess, to, to, to prove that he should stick around on this staff. I'm, I'm assuming if you're letting him do that, Marlon, that Brian Kelly's seeing him as a member of the staff moving forward. It does. I, I think that's one thing to look at. And I think uh, Brian Kelly is looking close at the SEC and guys that are linked. And we know that Coach Davis did an exceptional job at Arkansas. And, uh, and I'll go ahead and let the folks that listen to the sports hang over here. This I did text Gus Cadengale earlier when I heard him on with Brody Miller, and I thought that the idea of Kendall Browse would be nice from an offensive coordinator standpoint. And of course, we know that uh, that Joe Brady is now available, but for the most part. Um, I, these guys were on the same staff last year out at Arkansas. So, you know, when building an SEC roster staff or if you do bring in outsiders, it's making sure that you know the water that you're stepping in. And, and, and that's what I do appreciate about Coach Kelly. He, he's he's unap- unapologetically ready to go at Alabama and, you know, every other SEC school. So I think that would be a great person to keep around. Uh, as far as defense goes, too, Brody mentioned – be golden defensive coordinator for Alabama. Anytime you can <clears throat> quote unquote make Alabama weaker, even though they'll just go ahead and hire another really good defense coordinator. But bottom line, when you think of him, you played on defense on that side of the football. What, what do you think of Golden? Well, the first thing I think of Golden is, to be honest, which isn't, is it, it isn't directly X's and O's related, is how he's able to come in Louisiana and pretty much get his pick of the litter of some of the top yeah. players we have in state. So he, he does the recruiting piece well, so having him on staff would definitely sock it to Alabama because that, that's their connect to Louisiana recruits. So that's the first thing. And, I mean, secondly, just look at the Georgia-Alabama SEC championship game from this weekend and how they were able to dial in that pressure and really put Alabama – excuse me, Georgia in a situation where they're constantly bringing blitzes up the middle, um, constantly putting their quarterback under pressure, forcing Georgia to, to only see success with like cooking the run game, particularly in the second half. But yeah, I, I like it. That would be, <laughs> that would be very interesting. But the first thing that comes to mind is 
Oh, Golden? Oh, yeah, that's, that's recruiting.com. Log in. <laughs> <laughs> it is true, and I saw a photo of Nick Saban today uh, in Louisiana speaking with the Louisiana kid already hitting the trails recruiting, and he just, you know, won the ACC championship. Thank you, Marlon Favorite. I appreciate the time, sir. We'll talk Friday. Talk Friday, Goose. Peace. There he goes. At Big Fay 504 is the way to follow over on Twitter. Inside the Trenches, the podcast. Mike Triplett, ESPN, covers your Saints next on ESPN New Orleans. This Black and Gold Report is brought to you by Ashley Barrios and Cutoff. State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. See Ashley today for all of your insurance needs. Saints watched Sunday as the rest of Week 13 played on. Carolina had a bye week but made news firing offensive coordinator Joe Brady. The Panthers are 5-7. and seven. Elsewhere in the division, Tampa won at Atlanta 30-17. The Bucks are now 9-3. The Falcons 5-7. As for the Saints, it's about mallet finger. Went to throw a ball and I hit it on hand. It's a ruptured tendon on the tip of his finger. Quarterback Taysom Hill suffered the injury against Dallas. The plan is to play through the injury for now. Hill, after the game, said there was some good and bad in that Cowboys loss. I feel like we did some things really well tonight, and then we did some things really poorly. Obviously, it's tough to win a game when you turn the ball over four times. And so as you look at the stats and you look at what we did, that's that's obviously the, the thing that jumps out to you that's that's disappointing. You know, the, the drive at the end of the first half, disappointing having the turnover there, not getting any points out of that drive, and then later taking a sack and not getting any points on that drive. You know, and then some of the other things just kind of freak, freak things. But um, that's really, really what jumps out. Next up for the Saints, the Jets, Sunday at noon. For more on the Black and Gold, keep it here on ESPN New Orleans. This Black and Gold report has been brought to you by Ashley Barry Austin Cutoff. State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. See Ashley today for all of your insurance needs. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates on auto insurance. But what does that mean? Surprising. This often means something comes out of nowhere, like finding that $20 bill in your dryer. Great? Well, obviously, great means superior. Rates? Simply what one pays in exchange for something. And in this case, that something is State Farm being there when you need them most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios in Cutoff. Only one performance a day. Let's get this show on the road, eh? Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back, Sports Hangover. Time to talk a little Saints football. And Mallet Finger, the expert in what exactly that is. Mike Triplett, ESPN, covers your Saints. How are you, sir? I'm the Mallet Finger expert? You're the Mallet Finger expert, or are you like me? You Google the heck out of it and try to figure... No, I, I read your stuff. You went and got, like, the ESPN injury expert and figured it out. No, that is true. I uh, I did educate <laughs> myself uh, by consulting actual experts. Um, but, yeah, um, the, the, you know, the, the natural Russell Wilson comparison is, is what came up and needed defining why can Taysom Hill play through his when Russell Wilson but in Russell Wilson's case, he had two separate injuries, one to the lower part of his finger as well, and that was what really required the surgery. So you can play through this without surgery, but, geez, if any team didn't need to ramp up the degree of difficulty anymore at quarterback, it's the same. Mike, they've lost five straights, and I feel as the losses have piled up, I, I feel less and less sort of, like, bothered by it. And what I mean by that is I just huh. – I there's a, there's a sense of I just – don't know what else you would expect to sort of see another game with no two tackles. Um, I, Kamara not playing. And you saw, I mean, the defense, I thought, did a decent job against the Cowboys. But, man, when it's just the parents when you see one team have, quote-unquote, playmakers like they did at receiver. The Saints oh, don't. And then you have the turnovers and Taysom. Look, that's a tough spot for him. He hadn't played football in like three or four weeks. And now you're asking him to start at quarterback. It, it, that that would have been tough for anybody, I think. I just – that was a tough game to watch, man. It was, and it was even tougher the week earlier against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, and this team, I mean, it really did just reach a point these last two weeks where it was – excruciatingly hard for them to compete. I mean, it made you yearn for the days of the Atlanta loss and the uh, Tennessee loss where they had every chance to win those games. And now it feels like that was two seasons ago and not just two weeks earlier. Um, 
But I think what's really a shame and, and, and where I would disagree with the idea of just resigning yourself to losses after five straight is <laughs> just one more win at any point. And mm-hmm. this team is six and six and like the sixth seed in the NFC right it's now. Crazy. Um, it's crazy. It, it's pretty stunning to me how wide of a chasm there is between six and six and five and seven. Mm-hmm. Now five and seven practically means. You know, maybe you can lose one more game and still make the playoffs. Maybe mm-hmm. you have to go undefeated. Um, and that's a shame because I think this team, when healthy, is, and when you look at their schedule, it is, I think they're going to be favored in four of their last five games. So it's not impossible, and, and it just makes you wonder, what if they were 6-6 six and six instead of 5-7? and seven? Now it feels like a monumental pass. Classic Saints fan, and I'm, I'm just going to say Todd Graffanini. I'll just throw his name out there, Mike Triplett. Todd Graffanini right now doesn't want to hear what he's going to hear all week. The Jets are a disaster. <laughs> Nothing works there. You had linebacker C.J. Mosley yesterday saying no one respects us. ESPN this morning on either Get Up or uh, First Take. It's all about, hey, well, they don't deserve the respect. Rex Ryan, Ryan Clark, everyone's giving opinions. This this has all the makings of what yes, Todd would tell you. An absolute trap game. Zach Wilson will throw for 400 yards. The defense will have five sacks. That's how he's thinking already. Well, did I see that the Saints are six-point favorites on the road at New York? <laughs> see? That's, 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 that's a stunning number to me. Now, I will probably pick the Saints to win this game if, sure. if we see Kamara and Armstead Ramchek out there on the practice field Wednesday and Taysom mm-hmm. Hill, for that matter. All practicing Wednesday, I'll, I'll probably pick the Saints to win. By by no means would I pick them to win by more than six. Confidently, uh, they just got to get back on the winning track first and foremost. And, and I don't think I don't think that's a, a given with everything we've seen from them oh. lately and the tolls that these injuries have taken on them. So Taysom Hill, he has mallet finger, and as you mentioned at the start of this conversation, speaking with Mike Triplett from ESPN, covers your Saints. I. He's going to play, and look, I, look, fans are fans, and obviously we're, hey, it's Taysom time, and then the game happened, and everyone's like, see, we told you he's not a quarterback. So, I mean, that's just, that's Twitter, and that's how people react. But it is going to be him moving forward. So, I guess, how do you think the injury will affect him, and what realistically can we expect from him? Well, look, I still think I'm going to probably be the last one on, on Taysom Island believing that it can work. I, I, I never would, like, come here and make an argument. Taysom should be the quarterback. I would have picked Taysom over Jameis. Like, I'm not saying any of that. But I'm saying if you have a, a, a real NFL lineup around him uh, and, and you're game planning, uh, you know, I still think there's a formula where you can win that game uh, by having him throw to the, the first or second read. I mean, we saw that when things were going well in the second and third quarters and there were some well-designed plays getting guys open 25 yards down the field, and those are the passes he completes. And if those passes aren't there, then he takes off running and stays out of trouble and, and you know, doesn't have to get to his third read or throw against his body. or you know, uh, um, I, th- I think there's a formula where that could work, and we, 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 we saw a sneak glimpse of it, I think, in the third quarter against Dallas where he's running the ball so well and then completing some passes. And I don't think he's the total disaster that the four interceptions in a game is going to attach to him. We didn't right. see that last year. Um, so obviously there are limitations. Obviously he is almost run first, pass second, uh, if they embrace that. I think there's a way you can score four or five times with that being the offense. If you have Kamara and you have Armstead and Ramchek. And I actually think it brought a little more life to the offense than we've seen in the two previous weeks. Um, but, you know, look, that's, adding the the finger injury to a guy who was already questionable as a passer um you know you're unfortunately doing what the saints have done for most of this season and and kind of hoping to just you know win the turnover battle win the time of possession right. battle convert some third down scratch and claw and and survive um uh you know that that's unfortunately the formula and you really got to count on your defense quite a bit if that's the formula you know, and along those lines, what you're talking about too is like you can just tell by the reaction by Sean Payne after these games. He he just knows they're shorthanded. They're they're doing what they can. I don't think it's an effort thing. It's just you know sometimes you you either have the horses or you don't. I'm like, yeah, that that was absolutely the case the last two weeks. I mean, 
Uh, it's funny. I talked to Drew Brees um, when he was making the media rounds before he was the analyst for the yeah. Bills game. And, and he said, you know, when we had so many pieces together and so much continuity, you could lose. And he didn't name names, but I'll put the names in his mouth. I mean, you could lose a Marcus Colston one week. You could lose an Alvin Kamara one week. You could lose a Michael Thomas one week. You could lose a Teron Armstead one week. You could lose a Ryan Ramchek one week. You could even lose Drew Brees toward the end. Uh, and, and Teddy Bridgewater could step in and you win five games. You can't lose all of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just it's just hard to do, you know? And as you mentioned, in the meantime, you look at those standings. Mike, if they win a few of the next couple, you know, you, yeah, you, you never know where they're gonna be, and you know, I like, mean, they, they could they could win in New York, and I'm sure there's a way that that they would be listed as the seventh seed already by the end of this week. I mean, the yeah. way the way we've already, I mean, the red the, the Washington football team, who I thought was done for the year when the Saints beat them in Week Five, is the sixth seed right now. Yeah, <laughs> hard to believe. Mike Triplett, ESPN. Thank you so much for finding a little time in the afternoon for us, bud. Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, for sure. Covers your New Orleans Saints. Go check them out over on ESPN.com. Don't forget, folks, DraftKings Sportsbook is coming soon to Louisiana, and they want to help you celebrate. How? Want to give you 100 bucks, Not cash, but in free bets. So you go to your app store, Google Play, or the app store for your iPhone. Type in DraftKings Sportsbook. Download it. When you sign up, use the code. It's going to ask you for a code. Uh, put in LaRose, L-A-R-O-S-E. When you do that, you're going to look in your account and you're going to have a hundred bucks, $100 in free bets just for signing up. And the best part about it is no deposit required. Don't have to do with anything. So you're up already. You put all hundred on the Saints. If they were live on Sunday, you could split it up with a couple of different games, but you're going to, you're going to have a chance once you sign up and they go live uh, it'll happen. I meant to ask Raphael. I'm going to text him and find out exactly when we're going to be going live here soon. It was supposed to be around Thanksgiving, and it was um, delayed for some reason. But you got to do it before it goes live. So once it goes live, I don't know if the offer is going to be there. I'm just telling you right now, I know the offer is there before they go live. $100 in free bets. When you sign up, no deposit required. Phone lines are open when we come back. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Let's play everyone's favorite game, Mississippi Mudslinging, where Mississippi casinos spend big and wide to St. Tammany voters. First question, Mississippi casinos are saying a yes vote for Camellia Bay could mean other casinos in St. Tammany. Is this fact or fiction? Well, it was on Facebook. It's one big lie. The December vote authorizes just one resort at one slide L location. Our Constitution requires a parish-wide vote every time a casino tries to move. Next question. Mississippi casinos are calling Camellia Bay a truck stop casino. Are they right or wrong? They're wrong. It's no truck stop. Camellia Bay has a four-star hotel. They've got a convention center. And a lazy river. You're all correct. St. Tammany, don't let Mississippi have all the fun. Mississippi casinos are funding a campaign of lies to keep you from getting what they already have. Paid for by the North Shore Winds. The cleanup continues from the recent storms, and we want you to know that nobody can get a metal roof or metal building to you faster than Reed's Metals in Brookhaven. For all your metal building components, Reed's Metals has it all in stock. Roll-up doors, insulation, skylights, purlins, and more. Our metal building frames are American-made steel, all put together by certified welders. Metal buildings and everything you need with quick delivery, too. When you call Reed's Metals in Brookhaven, 601-823-6516 or online at reedsmetals.com. Offshore workers are among the most important members of the Gulf Coast workforce. When a person working offshore or on a vessel is injured, the effects on their family can be devastating. At the King Firm, we are proud to have experience with these types of cases and make it a priority to see that our clients receive just compensation and are treated fairly. If you've been injured, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. Ring the King at 504-909-KING or 888-241-8766. Within days of Hurricane Ida making landfall, Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacies were up and running, providing vital medication to our patients and visitors. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding you 
the lowest cost available on your medications. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let us review your options with you. Located in Rouse's Supermarket on Highway 3235 in La Rose or at the Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff, we treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Now back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengap. The Gators. Uh oh. I think I just gave myself away. Jordan's going to go, aha. No, look, it just popped up on my timeline. I promise, Jordan. I was not, I was not looking at Gators football on Twitter. It's the timeline, like the news feed. It just, I press refresh and they're announcing some of their staff hires. I promise I am not looking at the Gators online. Jordan thinks I have a problem because all I do is keep sending him pictures and videos of Billy Napier's hire. You know how I feel? I wish he would have been at LSU. Um, Jabbar Jaluk joining him in uh, Florida. Of course, you think of that, you think immediately he's going to be um, running backs coach. But he um, ties to New Orleans, man. Ties to Louisiana, recruiting the kids in and around this state. So, Coach Napier bringing on board Jabbar Jaluk. D, thank you for giving us a call here. What you got, buddy? Hi, hey, guys. Y'all hear me? Yes, I can. Oh, good deal. Listen, uh, first off, um, I'm not worried about uh, Tim Nabia. He's going to grab a few guys, but he is not a big enough name to grab the big boys in the state that uh, that want to stay here. You know, Coach Kelly, uh, I'm not a fan of Coach Kelly, but uh, uh, he's a big enough name and a big enough recruiter to do good to LSU. Remember, uh, um, everybody that's come here, you know, as a coach, they've always, you know, if it was saving even less miles, they won Louisiana. But, but something that Kelly can do, he can win out of state. And that's something, believe it or not, Ogeron was starting to do. And uh, and I think Kelly could do 10 times better than what Ogeron did out of state. So I, I, I'm not worried about recruiting there. Uh, I can tell you that right now. But uh, as far as the Saints, I wanted to say that, uh, you know, Sean Payton's not stupid enough to know that this season is, is – He's going to dread the season now, sort of like Bill Belichick did last year. They didn't take on any excess money. They didn't uh, uh, try to go after somebody. That, that I mean, they did, but they, it couldn't have been heavy-handed because you would have seen the Saints grab somebody, and they didn't. It was just people off the street. I think he's trying to hang on to next year because you can't expect uh, you can't expect us to win a playoff game or be in the playoffs with a third or fourth-string quarterback, you know. There's, there's no one or two receiver on his team. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and and your best attribute is your offensive line and, and running backs, and you've been hurt all season. So you can't expect, and, and if we think that, you know Sean knows that. I mean, oh, I'm yeah. not saying he's not just going through the motion, right. but he, he knows that. There's, there's just no way he don't. You can hear it in his, in his, in his uh, press conference. You know, the other day when, when we got jammed up on, on that bad call, if we were really a good team, Sean here would have had a different opinion and, and the one he was quiet about, you know, after after, uh, after that that game last week. At least that's how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and one other thing I wanted to say to make you laugh. You can always sure. like to be a little funny. Sure. Went to the uh, Pelicans game the other day. <laughs> Zion was there <laughs> with his red shirt on, and all I wanted to say was, "Hey, Kool Aid." <laughs> it was ridiculous. <laughs> Is he ever going to get on the on the court, uh, Gus? You let me know, man, because I think he's checking out. No, I'll, I'll let you know. Um, I'll say I don't think he's checking out. I just, I mean, like checking out would be to literally, like the storyline would have to be D, where he's not doing rehab, he's not on the court working. I mean, what you know, Coach Green is telling us is the soreness is coming from him working on the court. So I don't think he's checking out. But along the lines of what you're saying, I. It's just where it is right well, now in the season. I, D, did you I'll, see I'll, on social media yesterday the Zion sighting in Houston? He was wearing a red Jumpman jumpsuit, you know, warm-ups or sweatsuit, sweats, sweatshirt, sweatpants, and they were calling him Santa. I'm just, I'm just, he looked like, I'm, I'm telling you, I wanted to yell out, hey, Kool-Aid. I mean, he looked, it was kind of. It was kind of I thought funny. Thought he looked like man. the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> I'll, 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 well, no, it, D. It, D, it would be, oh, yeah. Okay. That that would be it. It would be, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Come on out. Here he comes, y'all. Oh, yeah. Stop it. <laughs> I do. I will say this, though, Gus. Um, 
as, as much as I threw him under the bus for, for the moves that he could not make, meaning the GM, that yeah. he could not make, I will say this right now. Uh, if Zion was in there, him and, 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 and Big D, uh, uh, little man, that's a lot of damage because that dude's doing a lot of damage with, with nobody, with no names right now. Mm-hmm. Evan, Z, uh, Evan Zion up in there, I, I think it would wreck havoc. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, and that's the thing that <laughs> until you see him on the court with this starting, first off, Garrett Temple's not starting when Zion oh, is going. I mean, he's not, so, and, and I mean, I'm not trying to be ugly, man. And I know he's a tiger and all of that. I just, you can't have it. This is kind of like, there's a reason the Pelicans have been either lottery drafting or not in the playoffs the last several years, right? And part of yeah. it is because you have members in the starting five that literally cannot score double digit points. Like that just, you can't win games in the NBA when you have two or three of your five that don't do it. You know what I'm saying? Like it just, that, that is, that is incredibly difficult to win basketball games when that happens. Yeah. Um, you, you can have one Herb Jones on the court. Right. Exactly. Cause he oh. gives you on the opposite side, a good defender, a good ball. But again, something that was my thing with Lonzo Ball is that it, it wasn't anything. He was a great player or not a good player. Just you can't have your starting point guard in the Western Conference not average ten points. Like you, you can't. Look, like you I was, can't I was, come on the next day after a game and go, "All right, twelve points, baby." He knocked down two threes. Like that. That's not a winning thrilled. point guard thrilled. in the Western Conference. No, it is not. And I was thrilled when Zion. I mean, when uh, when we traded the. Uh, uh, him to the uh, Bulls. The only problem was is is they got me and you back for return. You know what I'm saying? And and that that wasn't good. I mean, you know, I wanted him gone, but man, we we basically got back you know a a, a, a box of uh, popcorn. You know what I'm saying? And and, and and that was just terrible. And 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 that that might be the nastiest <sighs> taste I got in my mouth from from the GM. Even though you know Steve Adams, at least he tried with Steve Adams. This here was just, let's just get rid of him. I'm going to tell you. Whoever they want to throw back at, we got him. D, I'm going to tell you. Terrible. Bledsoe still takes the cake. It's going to be, it's going to be very difficult to top Bledsoe. And the reason I say that. And the reason I say that is simply based on this. He started every game of the year for you guys. Like at least Sadoransky and, and Temple. Temple's like starting right now. Like there's no belief anywhere that when Zion plays again, like he's going to be a starter. Like I can't imagine that, right? And there's absolutely zero belief in the building that Sadoransky is going to start. That's the problem is that Sadoransky essentially started for you last year. Like Eric Bledsoe gave you nothing. And, and he couldn't even catch the injury bug. He played every game. He was Mr. Iron Man. Like, like you would, I mean, you're going to have to really, really stink and start in order to ever top that move. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, appreciate the convo For guys. Sure, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. That'll be good. Sounds good. D I want to play this before I go to William. Just give me one quick second, William. Cause I heard this this morning. It was right before we came on the air. Some of you guys may not have heard it. But Chris Mortensen was on Barton Hahn, and here I'm just I'm just letting you know. Here we go. Here we go. I don't know that Sean wants out of New Orleans. I really don't. Right. But uh, certainly Sean, Sean, that would be. People are talking about it, but there's been no substance that yes, he wants to do this. Uh, but w- w- yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, clearly the family would would uh, you know there's certain elements of Sean Payton that is attractive to a lot of teams, but there's no been no indication whatsoever. That's what they would be doing. Right. And Sean has a lot of control in New Orleans and he wouldn't have a lot of control with the giants in terms of personnel and what have you. Thank you, Chris Mortensen. As Barton Hahn, I'm trying to throw out there. Well, could he be the next head coach of the New York giants? Oh my goodness. William, what? thank you for calling the show. How are you? Hi, Gus. How are you? Doing well. Okay. Uh, that is a, a asinine, that statement, really, about <laughs> I don't know what where all these people get uh, what it. What they think. Why they just go out Payton there. They make way be. more money than me and you, and that's what bothers me. It's literally Chris Morrison goes, there, there's absolutely nothing to that, but I guess he could go. I mean, like, why? I don't even know why I would make that topic up, you know? 
Yeah, it doesn't make sense why Sean Payton would leave a job where he has total control total. of personnel. Total. And, and total. Well, I, I don't understand why people make that statement, think that mm-hmm. Sean Payton would leave, yes. Especially, I've, I've heard a lot of people say that he would go to the Dallas Cowboys. That would no. be the last place he would go to because he wouldn't have no personnel control there. As long as Jerry Jones Hello? is there. Yeah, not as long as Jerry Jones is there, for sure. Right, that's what I think. But, but I, what I was calling you, Gus, about, too, mm-hmm. was uh, uh, what do you think about the new hire that Southern University has uh, is making with their head football coach? Who they got? I haven't been paying attention. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. They're going to hire uh, Eric Dooley. He's okay. the head coach at Prairie View mm-hmm. University. And Prairie View just played uh, Jackson State for the SWAC championship nice. uh, this past weekend. And uh, he's a former assistant coach at Southern University. He coached under Pete Richardson. And uh, he was the former uh, assistant coach at Grambling and, stu- and stuff prior to going to Prairie View. Yeah, man. We'll uh, we'll reach out to Southern, see if we can get him on the show and talk about the new hire. Yeah, I think I think you, you guys should, really. I mean, uh, uh, Southern is doesn't get the media attention they should get, mm-hmm. and uh, Southern University is the number two uh, generator of ticket sales revenue for football in the state of Louisiana. Did you know that fact? No, I did not. Yeah, well... That's that's a fact, and uh, I think the the radio stations uh, in the metropolitan area should really be putting Southern out there because uh, I mean, if you all are interested in increasing your ratings, really, I mean the the, the number two jick, uh, ticket generator of football ticket sales in the state of Louisiana tells you how much of an audience audience you all are missing mm-hmm. out on. No, man, look, I, I thank you for bringing that to our attention. I already texted Jordan. We will try to get Coach Dooley on here, as you mentioned, um, playing in that championship uh, against Dion. Uh, I see the picture over there here as well. So um, we've covered all yes, the and, other and coaching it, hires for sure. And, so and, absolutely. And, 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 and another, fact, yeah. another fact that I would like to uh, also give you is that uh, this past weekend, the SWAC championship attendance was 50,000 people. And uh, – if you go back and look at all of the uh, 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 the um, the number of people that were at the different championships games yeah. this weekend, it's easily one of the largest. The swag teams. championship yeah. football game was the sixth, drew the six most fans behind the Power Fives. Really, mm-hmm. they even beat out a lot of the Group of Fives. Really, really not beat out a lot of them. They did. They did beat out all of the Group of Five schools in attendance. So, uh, William, like I said, I I just text uh, Jordan. I I know we've reached out in the past for basketball and for football. It's um, it's a process sometimes, but we're gonna we're gonna do everything we can to try to get Coach Dooley on this week. Okay, sounds like a winner because he's supposed to be introduced uh, tomorrow at a press conference. So it'd be good if you guys get him on one day this week if you could. We will, man. Uh, Tune in and we'll we'll tweet. Do you follow us on Twitter at ESPN Radio Nola? Uh no I don't I don't have Twitter but I do okay. listen to your your show okay no problem and, uh, well, I, I, I will I, I, I will promote I, I, it I, I promise I also listen to your podcast and okay. stuff so uh, yeah I, I would please be very interested to hear you know you uh, do a little bit more follow up on Southern and and I appreciate uh, you listening to you know what I have to say no of course man absolutely for sure William it's it's okay. not done uh, not on purpose sometimes it, it it's kind of hard to to sort of get. Um, some of those coaches on sometimes, but we will absolutely right, but make if, every effort we can. But 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 I'm definitely in agreement with you. I don't know where some of these people get off. Think Sean Payton is interested in leaving New Orleans, really? Control and and look, it's it's. I would say it's the same. I don't know if you heard the bite that we played from Mike Tomlin when he was uh, no, doing a press conference when he was asked about the head coaching job at LSU, and the guy said, "Stop it." He said, I'm the head coach oh, yeah. of the Pittsburgh Steelers in the NFL. Yeah. Stop it. I, mean, okay. I was like, I mean, look, yeah. it, you know, he's one of the most tenured coaches in the NFL. Job security is always here. You said power. Right. And, and, you said control. 
money, relationship with the owner. I, it's it's like it's it, it's just silly. It's just silly. Thank you, William. Right. Appreciate it, man. Okay, thank you, Gus. Bye bye. Yep. Quick break, Jack. You'll have about two minutes when we come back. Uh, it's Sports Hangover at ESPN Orleans. Hey, hey, my friends. It's Dana DeFran Freelo here. Just wanted to reach out to you that I and Golden Motors are here and ready to help you take care of you and your family's vehicle needs. We have new inventory arriving daily. Check us out 24-7 at goldenmotors.com. Give us a call at 985-325-1000 or stop by and let myself or one of our awesome team members take care of you and get one less worry off your shoulders. Always remember, price is priority. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. On August 29th, 2021. Hurricane Ida wreaked havoc on our community, leaving thousands of people feeling helpless, vulnerable, and desperate. We refuse to let insurance companies do the same. At AMO Trial Lawyers, we have assembled a team of not only attorneys, but also contractors, adjusters, engineers, and estimators with a focus of maximizing your claim value and assisting in your recovery. If you think your insurance company isn't treating you fairly, get a name that insurance companies know by calling 985-446-3333. I'm Matt Ori. And I'm David Ardwin. And we are the AMO Advantage. They say that once you give him control, he'll own your brain forever. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Jack, thanks for giving us a call here on The Sports Hangover, sir. How are you? All right, Gus. How you doing? Doing well, man. Hey, what do you think about getting Rebecca Black to come on Friday mm. and sing Happy Birthday to Carver? Jordan, I, I think that's a challenge. Jack has just given you a challenge, sir. Just saying. He, need, he needs something to do. <laughs> he needs something to do. I've texted him like 18 times over the weekend or whatever. I'm like, are you watching this? And, and I'm getting hot. I'm like, I mean, seriously, like I joke about it, but I had no idea, honestly, that Southeastern was the Harvard on the North Shore. I mean, Apparently, the workload that this kid has is unfathomable to me. Like, I, I keep trying to get one of his, uh, what do you call those people that set up the classes for him? The, you know, um, like, I, I need, I need to know, like, why is this so hard over there? I don't understand. Well, I hope, I hope they erect a statue in his honor after he gets right. that call. <laughs> right. I'm like, he's, He's not into, like, you know, biomedical engineering. I mean, he's a journalist major. I mean, I'm not being ugly. I just, it's, you know, I I took coaching football and baseball my senior year. That's why I got a dean's list. I I mean, no one made me take four years of advanced mathematics. I mean, what, what's going on over there? <laughs> Evidently, things got harder. Yeah. Hey, uh, Gus, this, this morning, this morning, um, uh, I guess you heard. I mean, you know, Mort- Mortensen did come out and say he doesn't know that Sean's interested, and, and he would lose control by leaving New Orleans. I mean, did he did actually say that? Yeah. So you know, playing. and mm-hmm. I, I can't. You know, I, I can't. You know, when there's uh, politicians, politicians, and people doing real news, they're actually making stuff up. I can't get that upset about this. Well, so but um, in uh. Gus, about all the stuff that came out after Thursday night about, you know, they want Ian Book to play. Yeah. Um, I would think if you're a Saints fan, you should, you should trust, Peyton, you should trust, um, you know, Sean Peyton's judgment, yeah. you know. And if he doesn't think the kid's ready, and then you have to, I mean, if there were five guys drafted in the first round, okay? Only one of those is getting to play or even looks like he's ready to play. And that kid was, you know, he was coached by Saban, you know, and Belichick. So uh, I trust Sean that, you know, that Ian Book's not ready. You know, along the lines of what Mike just said, Mike Triplett from ESPN, and when he was talking about Taysom Hill, he said if the if he had a somewhat NFL roster around him, 
I, I can't, I don't think you can overlook that. I mean, you didn't have your two starting tackles. When you have two bad starting tackles, but are starters, that's rough. See the Cincinnati Bengals last year. When you have two really good tackles and they don't play, that's really rough. Now, the next man up mentality is a fantastic thing, but they're not Teron Armstead and Ryan Ramchak. I mean, I just, just is what it is, you know? And I mean, it, the receiving core, I, I, I don't know. I, it's, it's, it's tough. I, I don't know what people would expect Ian Book to do. No, I, 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 I don't know. I, I agree. I, I just, I don't know what they would expect him run, to do. No, they're unrealistic. And, and Gus, just one last thing about, mm-hmm. you know, Graf can get all upset he wants. But if they can't beat the Jets, the season's over. They they should refund the tickets to the rest. Of it. I, I don't know. I don't know if you heard the. Uh, I don't know if you heard Greeny say that this morning. Yeah. Um. The, Patrick Mahomes has the highest quarterback rating in the history of the league, okay. even though he hasn't played well this year, at 105. The teams against the Jets are averaging 108. They are rancidly bad. If you can't beat them, it, the season is over. That is, again, that's the thing, though, that is going to make him absolutely. Right. Like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to drive him nuts this week. Because, again, everything is telling you that it should be a win. Right? Right. I mean, especially, especially if you get to two tackles or if you get any healthy guys back. It, I mean, you can't lose to that team. You just can't. No, I'm not saying they should go in overconfident, but you got to sure. take care of business, or else, I mean, nothing else matters after that. Yeah, I can't disagree with you. I can't disagree well, with you, Jack. Gosh, that, <laughs> thanks for taking my call. Have a good Appreciate afternoon. You, Thank you, bud. Appreciate it. Oh, boy. It'll be interesting, right? Uh, on a final note, I do want to end on something positive. So the Lions won yesterday, and Dan Campbell, after the game, was asked who gets the game ball. This game ball goes to the whole Oxford community. All those were affected. And that being said, man, I just I want us to not forget these names. Madison Baldwin, Hannah St. Juliana, Justin Schilling, Tate Muir, Phoebe Arthur, uh, John Ashuda, Riley France, Elijah Mueller, Kylie Osiji, Aiden Watson, and Molly Darnell, who's a teacher. Um, those, those names um, for all those... Uh, you know, will never be forgotten, and they're in our hearts and our prayers and all the families, and not to mention all those that were affected by all of this, uh, the classmates, the brothers and sisters, the cousins, the teachers, uh, everybody. So often on the show, obviously, I do it for three hours a day. We talk about sports, and we make it about life and death. My son turned five today. I cannot imagine not seeing him when I get home. Enjoy your day. Matt Muscullin after further review is up next. Thank you for tuning into the Sports Hangover on ESPN. Sports.